Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Hello again, and on today's show, I am joined by Tom Daniels. Tom is another one of our great NORC speakers that we're doing a showcase on the NORC series that's coming to Cleveland, the Cleveland area on May 18th and May 24th. So Tom, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. John, thank you so much for the invite. Happy to be here. Well, for those that are curious about who this Tom Daniels is, and is there any relation to Jack Daniels? I'm sure that was the first question a lot of people had on their mind. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, your passion for human resources. Uh, John, love that you used the Jack Daniels joke. It's, uh, it's, it's my common, in fact, my kids roll their eyes when I use, uh, I'll check into a hotel and I say, uh, Jack Daniels, or uh, it's actually Tom Daniels. It's not five o'clock yet. And of course they roll their eyes, but uh, it's uh, definitely something to, to keep people remembering me. So yeah, John, uh, I work here at Bowling Green State University. I've been here for about 10 years. Uh, I'm not an academic. Uh, I get that question a lot. So, oh, so you're an academic, so you've never actually done any work. You've just done some research and teaching. Uh, uh, I spent 20 years in corporate world in the advertising and marketing research industries, uh, anywhere between sales and customer service and operations. And uh, when I left corporate world, I was vice president for learning development for a marketing research firm. So learning and development, organization development is my gig. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, when I'm not hanging out uh, in at work, uh, I'd love to to be in my community. So I'm a board member for a number of different organizations, as well as uh, I like to run. A lot of people, of course, you know, I like to run because I told you, you know, runners like we like to tell everybody we run. Uh, but yeah, if I'm not sitting in a board meeting or hanging out at work, I'm out on the roads trying to get some miles in. So thanks for the invite to be here. Happy to, to and excited about the, the session on May 24th. I want to unpack a couple of things you just said. How far is the furthest you've run in one day? Do you have uh, so questions? I've run a couple of marathons, John. So in fact, I just completed the Glass City Marathon last Sunday, uh, well, I guess about 10 days ago, and I'm still recovering. So oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. 26 plus miles. Congratulations on that. Cool. That's no small feat. And then go Falcons as a Kent State Golden Flash. It's a, it pains me a bit to say that, but my sister went to Bowling Green State University, and she really enjoyed her time. And it's a cool, cool place. Enjoy, enjoyed my my visits to see her and and appreciate the, the work you're doing. And I gauge the success of my dad jokes with my kids is, is how much do they roll their eyes? If they roll their eyes a lot, it's a really good one. And if if someone that I said it to laughs and they roll their eyes, that's that's like the holy grail. That's the holy grail of dad jokes. Absolutely. And I, I think that my boys are older now and I think uh, I mean, they're 19 and 21 and they stopped rolling their eyes and they just look at my wife like, why did you marry him again? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, so they get to evolve. Right. And you say, don't answer that question. That's All right. right. <laughs> well, I know the, the purpose of our show is to talk about you and your time at the NORC series. I know you'll be one of the speakers on May 24th. So excited to see you. And, and share some fellowship with you and some of the other attendees. But this podcast is called the HR Like a Boss podcast. And we have two standard questions, one at the beginning, one at the end. And I'm going to hit you with the first one. And I'd love to get your perspective on how you see the purpose of human resources. 
Yeah. So, and I love that you asked that question right off the start to, to all your guests, because it does kind of help frame, I think, the rest of, of your conversation with, with your, your guests. But for me, I really believe the purpose of HR is to engage and enable people in that organization to perform at their best each and every single day. Um, at the same time, it's about enabling the organization to deliver on its mission and, and their goals. So it is kind of that uh, uh, they do both sides. So it's about the people as well as the organization. And I think it happens through many of the fu different functions of HR. Um, and at, at the uh, kind of the, the way to really look at that is that HR represents the people and the culture of an organization. Uh, so it, it is, it, they find their time with the people and find the time to make sure that the organization is, is achieving its mission and also achieving its goals. So I think that's kind of how I see HR. Yeah, you kind of talk about that, the aisle between the two, or you're, you're sometimes having to balance between what's best for the business, what's best for the people. And I'm sure in your professional career, you probably you probably towed that line, so to speak, and understanding. And I know it's probably challenging. I, I wonder if your students, have you been able to articulate to your students how to walk that fine line? Is that is that a subject in one of your classes? I assume that it, it, it is, or if it's not, it should be. Yeah, I think uh, for me, and, and I get to work with primarily grad students, so it is kind of a cool thing that I get a little bit of the older students, but it is tying that, uh, that, that line between delivering on business results and at the same time maintaining relationships. And, you know, we have to do both. Um, we, we can't just be a relationship guru and want to, to be the nice guy and the guy who's helping everybody all the time and then ignore the organization's goals and, and try to make sure that we're achieving results. Uh, but we also can't be so results oriented that we forget about the people. And so it is about towing that line in between the two and making sure that we find the balance. Uh, we want to we want to support our folks. We want to give them what they need. At the same time, we got to deliver results, uh, because if we don't deliver results, well, then it probably doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> the people may not matter anymore. Yeah, no, I have this thought process in my mind that nice people can finish first. And in, in combining that business with people orientated mindset, they definitely need a balance between that. And cer certainly is something I'm sure we'll talk about and discuss during your upcoming topic. Again, Tom will be at the NORC series on May 24th. Please make sure to sign up for not only Tom's session, but the, the week before on May 18th. And Tom, you're going to talk a little bit about your, your, your actual topic is coaching for career development, engaging employees in their career development. We are very specific about accentuating the word there. Tell me about what you plan on covering and why that topic means so much to you. Yeah. So, well, if you look at some of the data and yeah, there's, the, I do, and I work in academics, so you got to make sure you have data to back up what you believe. Uh, but Forbes reports that we spend, that U.S. companies and organizations spend over 166 billion with a B dollars every year on leadership development incredible amount of cash that companies are spending. At the same time, there's McKinsey reports that three out of four employees say that their direct supervisor is the most stressful aspect of their job. These two things are don't make sense. How are we spending this much money, $166 billion every single year on leadership development, but at the same time, our most stressful aspect of our job for 75% of people 
as their immediate supervisor. We're clearly missing something there. We're totally missing some connection around leadership development and our connection to people. And so, uh, and, and then also, again, some of the data that would show that, that career development is one of the main reasons that people leave organizations is because they don't see a future. They're not being talked about, about a future in that organization, so they leave. So these three, taking just these three points of, of data is, is why I'm a believer that coaching and specifically coaching for career development can make a difference with our people and of course, within an organization. And so, I, and I'm a believer that careers are not ladders. Uh, there's not a the career ladder. We've, we've, taught, we've been taught that since we were little, that there's a career lattice, but in true reality, it's a lattice. Uh, no, nothing is a direct up. There's, there, we, there's lateral moves, there's down moves. You, sometimes you move down to go up and we've we've heard this before and so uh, and not everybody is meant to go from uh, project director to senior project director to uh, uh, a director of project directors right up to vice president uh, to, well, what if they didn't like job being a project director <laughs> but we didn't know that but we just assumed that that's what they enjoyed so that's why we promoted them and we're going to continue to promote them in jobs that they don't really enjoy and we know this happens. Uh, even look at the uh, people in HR. There are not a lot of people, I should say, there are a, a whole lot of people in HR who happen to fall into HR or found HR as a profession during their career. Uh, but if if they hadn't had somebody had a conversation with them about their career, about what they enjoyed, then they probably don't end up in HR. And so I believe that, that career discussions are crucial um, to uh, enable our people to be able to achieve their goals as well as for our organization. Um, so our session uh, on the 24th, we're, we're, it's gonna be very practical. It's designed to be very practical. I want you uh, attendees to be able to say, I can take this and I can use this tomorrow at work. It's, it, that's the design of the program. That's uh, not a lot of theoretical. Yeah, we'll have some theory about why we do that, but let's make sure we have some practical things that we can go to work on Monday or that go to work the next day uh, and use. We're also really kind of focused on how do you take what you've learned and could you could you take this and train a manager or train a current leader in your organization or somebody who's just brand new to supervisory roles? Could we use, yes, take this information with you, please, and go do this because my goal is that we will have much better, much, much better uh, supervisors and leaders in our organizations who are having career discussions so that our people, we can enable our people to get, to be more uh, in roles that they're most interested in because it is their career, not ours. And so that's why the important, that's a, what I believe is the importance of coaching conversations is to help them identify what is the career that they want rather than us defining the career for them. So hopefully it gives you a little perspective. That's awesome. I'm going to have you put a pin in one thought I'm going to do a quick plug for the NORC series, sure. but the next question I'm going to ask you, I, I want one of those pieces of practical advice you're going to give in your presentation. I hope you got your presentation done or you have a framework for it because I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm going to give you a little bit of time, Tom, while I do this plug, because here's the thing. I know HR professionals love practical suggestions. Don't give me theories. Don't give me pie in the sky, things I know I can't do. Give me something real I can I can bite into, I can use in my, as you said, my job the next day. And the hope here is there's many people listening and they all of a sudden want to hear the other practical ideas that you have. You get the point of this show, Tom, what we're trying to do? Let's all right, do it. So 
Here we go. I'll give you I'll give you 30 seconds or less to come up with your idea. For those that are curious of what Tom's going to say, give give me the chance to tell you about the Nork series, which is coming on May 18th and May 24th. It's called Nork HR Hit Reset, and it's a great speaker series. It'll have wonderful individual thought leaders like Tom Daniels and others that, again, will be at the Cleveland, in the Cleveland area, Independence at the Rockside Road, Holiday Inn, May 18th, May 24th. You'll hear from industry experts on latest HR trends and strategies, and don't miss out on this chance to network with your fellow HR colleagues and elevate your career, which is really important to Tom in his presentation. You can register at clevelandsherm.com. Again, clevelandsherm.com, that's C-L-E-V-E-L-A-N-D-S-H-R-M.com. And for those that are attending on Tom's Day, we'll call it Tom's Day, May 24th, I hope you stop by our HR Like a Boss recording booth as we're going to be interviewing some special guests on a short five-minute podcast, as well as telling you about how you can do amazingly awesome HR. I dragged that I dragged that out a little bit longer than 30 seconds, Tom, to give you some some additional time, what's the one practical tip you can give my 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 awesome audience, the HR Like a Boss family, on how to make an impact on someone else's career through that leadership development? So, John, good question. And I'm, I'm going to kind of weave in one or two, maybe three things all in the Oh, same. boy. All right. Bonus. Right. So I'm, I'm a believer that as, as a leader, your job is to be genuinely curious. Um, and so that's not a good tip, right? Being genuinely curious because it's not very specific. However, I think it's incredibly important as a leader to be genuinely curious. Being genuinely curious means asking good questions, asking questions of others. And that's what coaching is. Coaching isn't about having the answer. Coaching is helping somebody else find the answer that's already within them. And so asking incredible questions or very good questions to help people grow and help people find that answer is a, the key. One practical tip is if you start a question with, do you X, Y, Z, you're asking the wrong question because that is a very closed ended question. Yes, I do. Or yes, or no, I don't. However, if you add the word how before that, how do you? then it's an open-ended question. So something very, very simple about how you ask a question can be very, very impactful. And that's what coaching is. Mostly a coaching is about asking questions. So there are some very simple things like asking open-ended questions. And then I'm just gonna give you one more because uh, uh, another, what I would consider a coaching basic is asking one question at a time. We have a tendency to stack questions onto people, right? And when we stack questions and you ask them two or three questions at a time, which one do they answer first? The last one, because they don't remember the first two, right? So if you want somebody to ask, answer a question, ask them a question, shut up, <laughs> be silent, let them process, and then let them answer the question. So I kind of threw a couple ideas in there of just be, what it takes to be a good coach and questioning asking is probably the biggest challenge because that's the question I get asked all the time. So I don't know what to ask. Just ask something. Um, at the same time, if you're genuinely curious, you'll know what to ask. You'll know, you'll find a path to ask. Um, but something as simple as if you ask, if you start a question with do, add the word how right before it, and it all of a sudden makes it an open-ended question. 
I love that. I've tried that on my kids. When I ask them, how was their day at school? I still get a one day, one word. Answer. <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's kids for you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really cool. One of the things you really hit on, Tom, that really speaks to me is in the HR Like a Boss manuscript, the book will be published late May into June, right around the time of the, the publishing of this actual episode is this idea of HR leaders coaching managers, specifically those words, coaching managers, because of what you described, the amount of money that's invested in leadership development and what seems to be an ineffective use of that money in some regards, if so many employees are still really, really troubled by their relationship with their direct supervisor. And, and that's, I know some of that stuff has shifted around, where am I going to progress in my career? How's the company going to help me advance in that? But that relationship with your manager, to me, is, is a cornerstone of the success or failure of your professional career. And I don't believe that those managers take that seriously enough as a whole, in my opinion. I don't know if they understand the, the practicality of that, although they have had probably great and bad managers along the way. And my hope is that we can, we can through these events like at NORC, can can shape that a little bit differently. And, and I believe HR has a, a really huge impact on that. All right, that said, Tom, I'm going to get you out of here like I do all guests. Um, this is the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you had forgotten, I wrote a book called HR Like a Boss. And the last question that I ask all of my guests, Tom, how would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? Well, I'm fortunate to have a lot of friends who are HR gurus and HR bosses for sure. Uh, for me, when I when I look at them and I say, well, what what how would I describe them? Um, uh, because I, they are HR like a boss. Um, they don't talk about seats. They own a seat. They actually own the seat, so they don't have to talk about it. I think that they also continuously grow in their positions, so they're finding opportunities to to learn, like coming to NERC and being able to seek out the next role. So they're not expecting the next role, they're interviewing and they're working towards that next role. A uh, big part of the, of my opinion of how somebody HR are like a boss is that they are a trusted advisor, both in the business, in the business, not an HR business, but in the business, as well as outside the organization. So, uh, you know, the my favorite HR people are people I can go to and I, it doesn't matter that, they, they'll help me uh, because they can be an advisor. They're not going to just tell me what I want to hear. They're a trusted advisor and somebody who can provide me their perspective uh, and, and and give some opinion about the way things should be um, in a certain situation. So even had a, a phone call with a, a friend who said, hey, Tom, we have this situation going on in our organization. I know you hang out with a lot of HR people. Is there anything else we should be thinking about? And I was like, ooh, well, here's one or two things, but you know what? Let me let me call a friend. I'm going to use a lifeline. I'm going to call a friend. And I called one of my friends who is a, a, an HR boss and said, hey, here's the situation my friend's running into. Can you give me some opinions? And they were like, oh, here's two or three things that you really should be thinking of. And I could go right back to that person. And to me, that's HR and like a boss because they're a trusted advisor. That's awesome. And one of the cool things for me on hosting the show, not too long ago, my wife asked me, why do you do that podcast? <laughs> what, what are you getting out of it? And I told her, my honest answer was the, the greatest thing that's come out of this podcast is the chance for me to connect with people like you, Tom, and other guests. It's it's a unique opportunity for us to have a conversation that we probably normally wouldn't have just talked about this if we would have had a meeting. 
at the same time, we have a memorable experience that we did together. Oh, we podcasted together. That's that's a thing. And the other really cool part is you have these really cool, amazingly awesome HR friends that maybe one day you're at a dinner party or you're having a conversation with them and they'll hear this podcast or you'll bring it up and then you can refer them to me, have them on the show, hint, hint, nod, nod. And then we can spread their knowledge to other HR professionals because the reason why I asked that question early in right after the plug and the ad for Nork was HR professionals, they want that continuous learning. That's what I've I've learned in my 27 plus years of working with human resource professionals. They want to get better. They understand the, the capacity and the responsibility of their role, but sometimes they need help. They need guidance. They need tutelage. They need support. And that's the great thing about the fellowship and opportunities that you have in that regard. Right. We achieve nothing alone. It's always with others. And so I'm, uh, I'm famous for saying that in class. Uh, make sure you work with your cohort, work with your friends, work with your colleagues, because guess what? Nothing is ever achieved alone. It's always with a group of, of people and, and, and mindsets. Yeah, certainly nothing meaningful is achieved alone, in my opinion. But there you go. <laughs> that being said, Tom, you said a few cool words of wisdom. I always end my shows with a quick recap. If somebody just wants to fast forward to the end, they know they can hear what I thought were some of the cool parts. You talked about the purpose of human resources as engaging and enabling people to be their absolute best while, while supporting the company to meet its mission and its goals that it has within the organization. You talked about this dichotomy between the amount of money that's invested in leadership development. You use the big word billions, 166 billion, if I remember correctly, but we still have this challenge of three out of four employees still don't feel that that support, that care, that feeding that they should have and feel from their direct supervisor. You talked about this idea of being genuinely curious. And in my book, I talk about the importance of acting like a consultant in HR. It's an idea that was shared by Brad Owens on one of my shows. And it's really a cool way of those asking those questions and being empathetic in your listening skills and all that goes with that. And one of the questions you suggested that we asked was, how to versus do you, that gives them a chance to expand upon what they have and, and, and avoid the chance of giving a one word answer. And you talked about those that are doing HR like a boss is they don't talk about the seat. They own the seat. They have the seat. They're always looking to learn and they act as a trusted advisor to the business and in the business, as well as outside of their own organization. Tom, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show. You did an awesome job. I'm sure you'll even do a more stellar job. We call it amazingly awesome here on the HR Like a Boss podcast on May 24th at the Nork series, again, in Independence, Ohio, at the Holiday Inn on Rockside Road. Make sure to register via clevelandsherm.com to meet Tom and many others. Tom, hope you had a good time. Enjoyed your fellowship on this program. Appreciate it, John. Thanks for the invite and look forward to seeing many of you on May 24th. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR. HR.